You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for wel- for joining me for another episode of the Dr. Lowe Show. You know me. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. I'm actually recording this from my practice, Shine Natural Medicine. I have a patient in the other room getting an IV treatment, and I figured I'd hop on in between patients and record this little intro for you. I want to give you a quick little disclaimer. This show is not for the kiddos. It's a very mature topic, so make sure you uh, play responsibly. But it's a really fun topic. I think it's one that is important for all of us listening. Our sexual health really impacts our overall general health. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy my guest and the topic. Before we jump into the meat of the show, wanted to make a few little announcements. One is my online fertility course, Golden Eggs Fertility, is open for enrollment. This is everything that I do with my patients who come in who want to get pregnant. This is what I do with them. So I put it all into a course for people who want to do this at home and um, who this is basically for women and for couples who want to supercharge their fertility. And my main focus with the course is healthy eggs and healthy sperm health. So a lot of times when you go to reproductive centers, they're not even looking at the actual quality of the eggs or the quality of the sperm. It's really just how many do you have. And although that is important to an extent, it's it's not nearly as important as the quality of each of those. So that's what I focus on in my practice, and I wanted to be able to help all of you who are wanting to improve your fertility. This course is a tiny fraction of, of the cost of actually going through and getting IVF. And even if it is something that you do decide to do, ultimately, it's a really good tool to have to be able to increase your chances and also help with any kind of side effects that can come along with that. So in the course, I go into fertility nutrition, detox techniques, which supplements you should be doing to prepare for pregnancy, um, which labs you may want to run. And also this, this goes for healthy eggs and also for healthy sperm. I go into how to track your cycle. So you even know when you're ovulating or if you're ovulating, and then you'll know exactly which day that you want to be having sex to get pregnant. It is packed with so much information. Um, there's also an entire nutrition program that comes with it. So I'm really, really proud of this course. And if you'd like to become a student, I'd love to have you. You can head over to goldeneggsfertility.com, goldeneggsfertility.com, and jump on in, and I'd love to teach you what I know. I am obsessed with one of my show sponsors, Fabletics. This is an amazing athletic uh, lifestyle fitness fashion company. I don't know how to explain it, but they make the most beautiful leggings and fitness gear. And what I love about them is they are not expensive. They're really affordable. So you can get some super cute styles without having to spend a whole lot. So, and by the way, this is created by Kate Hudson. I love Kate Hudson, all her movies, because I'm a total chick flick fiend. So they are running a special right now where you can get two pairs of leggings for only $24 by joining their VIP program. And all you do is on their website, enter your email, and you get a code in order to get that deal. Pretty cool. $24 is cheaper than a Lululemon bra, actually less than half the price. Um, and their quality is really, really good. So to check out their special, go over to fabletics.com slash Dr. Lowe. So that's F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash D-R-L-O. And you can get your two leggings for 24 bucks. 
Next is my favorite stocking stuffer, Organifi. I carry this in my office, Organifi Green Juice. They have a sunrise to sunset bundle they're doing right now, which is three different products. In the morning, you do the Organifi Greens to help detox. Midday, you do the Energize, which is the red juice. It gives you lots of antioxidants to help boost your energy. And in the evening, you do the Organifi Gold, which is the turmeric um, anti-inflammatory powder that you do at bedtime. It's very relaxing. And if you look at their website, Organifi.com, they have a whole site-wide sale for 10% off. But for my listeners, you get an additional 10. So it's 20% off using my code DRLO20, D-R-L-O-20. So to get your special over at Organifi.com, enter DRLO20 and get your hookup of 20% off. And that includes not just those products, but everything on their website. So protein, they have my very favorite protein powder. So good. There's a vanilla and a chocolate. They have a turmeric supplement. They have a probiotic. So if you're wanting to just stock up on some good you know, supplements, I really love them because their quality control is fantastic. I'm really picky about supplements and they are a very high integrity company. So I'm a big fan. All right. With fur- without further ado, let's jump into the show and let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right, let's do it. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited. We have a juicy topic tonight. We're talking all about sex and sensuality. And we have an expert on the show who is just someone who has really left a great impression on me. I've gotten to meet her a couple of times at different events and she just has such a warm love about her that you just feel like you can tell her everything. (laughs) And I'm sure she gets everything told to her based on what she does for a living. So a little bit about Susan. Susan Bratton is an advocate and champion of all who desire passionate intimacy. She's a best-selling author of 34 books and online programs that teach passionate lovemaking, bedroom communication skills, restorative sexual wellness techniques. She's on a ton of TV shows and online uh, you know, events and podcasts. And she's a CEO of a digital publishing company called Personalized Media. She is a go-getter and a hustler. And um, I love that she's helping to bring awareness to this area and really just bring a lot of encouragement um, and a new perspective to the area of sexuality. So Susan, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Hi, Angel. It's so, so good to be on your show. You're such a <laughs> doll and I love you so much. Oh, thank you. It's nice to have that personal connection where we've been able to be together and a number of times. So I have been to shine numerous on numerous occasions and I just love to go there. You know, I have a home down in Encinitas as well as up here in Mill Valley where I'm calling you from today. And, um, I, love the restorative nature of your facility and the people who work there. And it's just, it's a, uh, last time I went in with my best friend and Aww. we had IVs together and it I was a really it. fun thing to do. You, you started off the, the, the segment saying, you know, um, I, he- I probably hear a lot of personal private things or, you know, I don't exactly know how you say <laughs> yep. it. I hear, I mean, people confide in me everything, Lauren, everything. And I'm not a therapist and I'm not a counselor. I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques. What I wanted to do when I started this business 15 years ago with my husband, because our relationship had gotten healed because we learned how to transform sex, having sex into making love. Yeah. 
because we'd had no models and no education. Nobody has any models in education. The only models we have are horrible movies where women are supposed to be expected to just like be spontaneously turned on every time and be totally ready to go. And, you know, it's just, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I mean, that's really what I do is I try to get people to not only understand, especially women, that often they've ended up playing by the rules of our patriarchal society. Yeah. They've ended up feeling like they're, there's something wrong with them if they're not, you know, just ready to go, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I, I would say if I think about sexuality, I think there's three legs of the stool of sexuality. One is understanding lovemaking techniques. And that includes understanding how our bodies work and understanding how different the masculine and feminine yes. is. Yes. Around our sexuality and our needs. And then the second, so, so sex techniques, right? I mean, pleasuring skills. And what I teach are, I call them heart connected conscious lovemaking techniques. That's my kind of like my phrase that yeah. I use to describe how I teach people to transform having sex into making love. Heart connected, slow, conscious, communicative, honest, authentic, real, loving, pleasurable, sensual, slow. I keep saying slow. Yeah. Everybody needs to just slow the heck down. Yes. You know? And that's one leg of the stool. The second leg of the stool are bedroom communication skills that are rooted in understanding one's and honoring one's essential self. And for so many of us, we have to peel off the layers of societal mores, the patriarchal culture, the religious shame that happens. Yeah. Um, there's, it's very difficult for people who hold a belief in religion of yeah. any kind to rationalize their sexual self. Absolutely. But I don't think there's any difference because I think sex is a spiritual love connection. Yes. But it does worry a lot of people because in religion, there are some mixed messages around sexuality. Yeah. So communication is a really important part of being able to completely expand into your pleasure potential. What I'm about at the top of it all is having a map to a territory of pleasure that is available to all human beings to connect with themselves, to connect through love with other and to connect to God. Yeah. That's the Holy spirit to me is yeah. that there is in our bodies and our connection and our love, a way to actually touch Gaia, God, source, all living things, all spiritual things. Like that's a beautiful part of, of sex. That's the communication piece that has to flow really easily. And that's, what's really hard for people. Like people won't come to me to learn a sex technique. They'll leave knowing how to talk about sex. Right. And then the third leg of that stool is where you and I have our biggest overlap, which is sexual health because the genitals are delicate parts of our body. 
They're very delicate, women's genitalia, especially with the vaginal mucosa. That vaginal mucosa, the vaginal microbiome, the actual tissue itself is extremely delicate. And not only that, let's talk about the spiritual part of our genitals. The fact that we have an enteric nervous system where we hold so much of our emotion in our abdomen, which includes our genitals. It's when you talk about the gut-brain connection, you have to think about it as the gut-heart brain connection. And your gut includes your genitals. Your genitals are the bowl, the base, the vessel, the holding place of all that feeling and emotion. So when you talk about sex and it makes you emotional, it's because the seat of your sexuality is the bowl of your emotion, (laughs) you know? So because we're so delicate as women, especially in our pelvic bowl, that's a third, and men too, not necessarily, the penis is a little bit more bomber, if you will. It's a yeah. little more <laughs> resilient, but it's also the first sign of atherosclerosis is yeah. lack of erectile function, full blood flow. Um, so another thing I'd love to talk to you about that I think we could really riff on in this segment is Libido, desire, and arousal, and specifically around libido, some of the botanicals and ways that we can support our libido. If we want, if you're listening to Lauren and I right now, you're open to hearing about sexuality. Therefore, it's important to you, or you would have skipped over this podcast. And so because it's important to you, and because you follow Lauren, and you know that health is the base of your zest for life. It's also the base of your sexuality. If you don't feel well, you don't have a turn on. You have no libido if you don't right. feel well. Yep. And so people come into your facility, they come into shine, and you pump them full of life-giving elements. And there are life-giving botanicals that help support our libidos as women and men, as people across the gender spectrum, is what I like to say. And so that's also an interesting area of conversation. But I'll go wherever you want to go. I just wanted to kind of lay down my little platform of how I think about sexuality, because I think that gets people to think about their own sexuality in more dimension. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on the techniques really quick before we go into the sexual health piece. So I agree with you with the need to just slow down. So how can couples learn to do that, to actually start to slow down? Well, I think it even goes beyond couples to us as women. Yeah. And there is a lot to be said for self-love and sexual self-care. Understanding and looking at our genitals in a mirror understanding our cycles, our vaginal secretions, understanding our menstruation patterns, understanding our cyclical hormonal nature, understanding that we are lunar beings, understanding that our desires ebb and flow with our cycles, and being not only okay with it, but in flow with that. Yeah. Honoring the animal side of us. I mean, we are animals. We like to think about ourselves as human beings, but human beings are called homo sapien. And homo sapien is on the same 
branch of the animal kingdom as bonobos and chimpanzees and orangutans and gorillas. We're a primate. And so we are definitely an animal. And to think that we don't have an animal nature is to really put down the beauty of the human machine, the human body, and how incredible nature has made us and how resilient she's made us and how, or he, or whatever you want to call nature, right? (laughs) (laughs) These can be theological discussions or the God discussions or just nature discussions, whatever your belief structure are. We're an amazing, we're amazing beings with massive pleasure potential. But just looking at how we as women are so cyclical, number one, and number two, Here's a little interesting tidbit. Tell me if you know this or not, Lauren. Did you know that women have as much erectile tissue in our genitals as our male-bodied partners? I did know that. But we have more, right? Well, I mean, I think every person is wired a little differently, and it depends on what you add in there. Are you talking urethral like in, sponge, perineal No, sponge, like in the clitoris, there's more, right, than like the head of the penis. I remember learning that. Is that correct? Well, if you think about... Uh, the penis, it has uh, a head, but it, that's the glands. That's where a lot of the nerve endings are, same as in the clitoral head. But then there's a shaft of the clitoris and a shaft of the penis. And that's where the corpus cavernosum and spongiosum are in the penis. But we have that as our crora, the little legs, and the vestibular bulbs, the little, the little, those are the legs, I would call them, and the little arms, the crora. Those are what are inside the penis, but for us, they drape around the opening to the vagina. Uh-huh. But we also have urethral sponge, which some people call the G-spot, uh-huh. but I don't like that word because it's not a spot. It's an entire tube of erectile tissue that surrounds our urethral canal. And then on the bottom floor of our vagina, we have the perineal sponge, which is a wonderful spongy tissue. So our vaginas are literally wrapped in erectile tissue. But yet, because a lot of people aren't thinking about, oh, it's not just the clitoris that gives pleasure, it's all of that spongy tissue. And so women, we women generally are not getting the, t- the, the duration and quality of stimulation to that erectile tissue to bring blood flow in and engorge that tissue in a way that allows us to get into the pleasure potential that is our birthright. Right. We rush sex. So going back to what you said, the slowing down being so important, part of that, you know, people say, oh yeah, it takes 20 minutes for women to get turned on. Well, a big part of that is because it takes that long or longer for us just to relax right, from our warrior woman yeah. persona that we have to have it. You, you're a CEO of your company and you're out there, you know, you've got payroll and customers and you've got to pay your rent and your mortgage and you have all <laughs> these things going on. In addition to having a near-death experience, by the right. way, which is going to take a long time for you to bring in and integrate, you know, you're at the baby steps of the integration of that. And so you're doing all those things. Well, for me, sometimes it takes me 20 or 30 minutes just to relax enough to (laughs) think about moving into arousal. I mean, it makes sense. If you're in your head, you can't be in your vagina, right? It's like, it's where your awareness goes. So it's grounding and bringing that down into your body. Yeah. It's, it's not like flipping a switch. It's not yet. Our masculine partners, 
the minute they have an erection, that's, that is their switch. Right. You know, a, a, a man is a, is a light switch and a right. woman is a fire that needs to be Kindle and tindering and blown on and then a little log and then a bigger log. You don't just throw a big log on there and expect yeah. it to light, right? But we feel guilty because we're not like our male body partners. Oh, look at me. I'm ready to go. Let's right. go. And then we do it out of duty or we do it out of pressure. We do it because we, no one's ever said, no, you hold out and slow down and you teach your partner how to hold you and calm you and create the safety and the security and the connection, the heart connection and slow your breathing and connect your breathing and look into each other's eyes and feel held and cared for before you even think about what arousal might look like for you. So these are the things that to me are, I want to shout them from the rooftops to, you know, just like re let's rethink the entire structure of what lovemaking looks like for us by tuning into our body and using the body wisdom that we have and allowing our bodies to tell us what they need in every moment and having the communication and the comfort with our partner to be able to say what we need with no shame, no guilt, and our partner wanting to lovingly give us the holding we need, the, the foot rub we need, the back rub we need, the, the just t- letting us talk out our emotions first to get things off our chest, just the slowing down and dropping in together, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and, you know, I mean, how, okay. Cause I can, I can definitely see how this isn't the kind of the normal way. A lot of times for couples to communicate, or especially like out in the dating world, it's, it's really just, there's a lot of casual sex. There's a lot of, um, you know, just like one night stay and stuff like that. And then once you do get into a relationship, I mean, it's like, you have to really learn how to do these things with your partner. So how can couples kind of learn to do this in a way where they're both getting their needs met? Well, I have a technique called the Sexual Soulmate Pact, and I'll give it to your listeners. You just go to Sexual Soulmate Pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement, dot com, sexualsoulmatepact.com. And essentially, I'll, I'll give you the shorthand technique now, but um, I really recommend downloading it, reading it, because it, it has stories in there about how to use this for casual sex, not just for long-term relationships. Um And then you can also have your partner read it if you're in a partnered relationship and you two can discuss it over a date night dinner. And then you can strike this agreement with each other and then practice doing it and you'll get better and better and better in bed together. And so here's how it works. We talked about the fact that we are living in animal bodies, that we are hormonally cyclical, that we're, you know, uh, subject to the vagaries of our blood sugar and the sleep we've had and the traumas we've recently gone through and the stresses of our life and all of those things. And so every time that we, and I don't like to call it have sex, I like to call it make love. My intention for me personally is that Every sexual encounter is an opportunity to feel deeply loved and appreciated and to deeply love, give love and appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, just me, just my style, my style is making love. That's my thing. So 
the sexual soulmate pact says, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it where I'm going to pretend Lauren that you're my male partner. Got it. Okay. And so we can go through this together. So, um, I want to ask if you're willing to do a pact with me, a bedroom communication skill with me called the sexual soulmate pact. Sure. Okay, great. So I'm going to tell you about it and explain it to you. So you know how women are very hormonally cyclical and you know how I, I'm kind of like on a monthly cycle. Um, and sometimes I want, and I'm more, you know, turned on than other times. Well, sometimes I want things long and slow and loving. And other times I want things to be, you know, a little bit more spicy. And, you know, I want you to be a little more, you know, like maybe pick me up on the, pick me up and throw me on the bed or whatever, <laughs> you know, how I have those rain between them. Well, what I want to do is really honor those ranges for us both, where we both have those different kinds of moods. And I know that you can never tell what mood I'm in. So I want to make it really safe for me to be able to tell you what I need, both what I think I need going into a lovemaking date, as well as anytime during the lovemaking date. I just want to be able to say, softer, harder. Can you rub this? That hurts. You're on my hair, whatever. Right. But <laughs> not have you feel bad that you're doing anything wrong. Cause this is what I worry the most about is that if I say anything to you, you'll take it as criticism. Exactly. Yep. And I don't want you to take it as criticism because how can you know what I need? Because I'm so different all the time. It's like, it's a womanly thing that I'm so different all the time. Yeah. And so I was wondering if you would be willing for me to just start telling you, telling you, telling you as much as I possibly can so that you could do a better and better job of us being lovers together. Well, I have to say as a man, I think they would say, wow, that's amazing. I wish every woman would say that because <laughs> it's just so clear because all they want to do is win and, 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 uh, you know, provide and, um, they want to be able to please. Right. So that sounds really very, very effective. I would think. So I have one more request and thank you so much for being willing to be, thank you for being such a positive yes to <laughs> me telling you my needs, because I feel like a lot of times I don't say them Yeah, and I want to say them more because I love making love to you and I want us to keep getting better and better and better. And, um, I'm, constantly worried. If I say something, you'll take it personally. And I know yeah. that's not you, but for some reason, I just, I don't know what it is, but I need encouragement. So the other thing I was wondering if you'd be willing to do, because I know this will just really, I get nervous saying things. I, I, th I, I think about it twice before I ever say anything. And I could be saying a lot more. And I was wondering if you would do this little trick that I think would, could work really well at encouraging you. Would you be willing to try it? Sure. So it's where whenever I say anything, could you thank me or acknowledge it or say like, yes, baby, or okay, babe, or how's this, or sure, babe, or got it, or yeah, tell me more, or is this what you mean, or anything where I, you signal to me that your feelings didn't get hurt, so right. I can stop worrying about hurting your feelings because it's a hard habit for me to break. It's ingrained in me somehow that I should just put up and shut up. And I don't know where that programming came from, lots of places, but I need your help breaking that. I know that we could be even better and better in bed, and I'm committed to it, but I need you as my masculine 
my daddy, my baby, my lover to just be like, tell me more, babe. What do you need? Just tell me more. Would you do it? Yeah. Okay, great. Fabulous. That sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of that. That's, you know, one way you could do it. Every part, every, every lover's, you know, different. Um, and in the season, cause like every woman I feel like that I've talked to at least can relate to that feeling, you know, and I know for myself, for sure, like not wanting to hurt feelings and like just tiptoeing around that, but really guys just like direct communication. So it's direct, but also honoring how you feel personally. And, uh, wow. Have you had just incredible, um, stories of how that's, that's worked for couples? Oh yes. It is definitely, I think of, I've written 34 sex technique books and most of them are just one little sex technique in a downloadable PDF or something very simple that I like something called a little hinge that swings a big door. I like just a easy, simple, profound shift type of technique. And so because so much of what I do is, is that kind of thing, just a simple thing, um, people can do it and have major success. It's, it's, life-changing. I mean, I've had 80-year-old people email me and say, our sex life has never been better since we started doing the sexual (laughs) I love it. You know, so yeah, it's very, as much as I started having the conversation on our, on your show about how, you know, I, I do get beat up a lot by people who get triggered and I get 1 million times more spontaneous emails from people for sure. That thank me for changing their lives, changing yeah. their sex lives, which changes their lives. Right. Um, and often it's just a little shift, one little thing that can just like blow it open for people, which I love. Yeah. No, I can relate to that too, especially as an naturopathic doctor. You know, people, conventional docs sometimes like, oh, that's woo-woo. It does, you know, it's not legit. But then, okay, what about the thousands of patients that I've helped, you exactly. know, who are, who are significantly healthier? So, um Let's talk about the sexual health leg of the stool. Sure. So yeah, low libido. Let's talk about it for men and women. Do you have any favorite um, tools, you know, herbs, things like that? Yeah, most definitely. For low libido, um, so let me just briefly explain the difference between libido, desire, and arousal Uh, in in the way that I look at it. You know what a Venn diagram is? Like the three circles that intersect where there's that kind of like middle. So the three circles of a happy, healthy sex life are libido, desire, and arousal. And libido is starting with the body. And this is what you spend your day doing is helping people feel better. And if you don't feel good, you don't feel like having sex. If your libido is down, it's because of emotional or physical issues of some kind. It could be past shame and trauma programming. It could be actual traumas. It could be uh, depression, anxiety, illness, um, any number of things. Um, So there's libido, and that's one piece. And then there's desire. And desire is how you feel about yourself. Are you desirable? And do you desire your partner? And so that's the emotional piece of when you think about your sexuality. Yeah. And then the third piece is arousal. And that's that piece that I was talking about earlier about getting away from the patriarchal movie culture, should, you should, this is how it is. This is not how it is. They've got it wrong. Um, we need to drop into our body and honor what she needs 
in every moment. Because every time we have sex before we're ready or have sex we don't want to have, we are, are yoni, which yoni is a, a Sanskrit word for a woman's genitals. So I could call it the vulva. I could call it genitals. Um, but I like the word yoni. I think it sounds pretty. Vulva and sounds awful. Can we just say that? Vulva. vulva I know. I say it so much, it doesn't sound awful to me anymore, in all honesty. <laughs> and I use it instead of vagina because vagina is just the sh- just the sh- even, even vagina. It's like, it's such a pretty area. It's, I think there was a skit by Louis C.K. where he was saying like how it seems to be called like a flitter flutter, like something that was just like, it sounded like a butterfly that's flying over it. <laughs> oh, it's so good, but it's true. Oh, it needs a new name. <laughs> it totally does. So I use Yoni. So um, every time, and then the the um, masculine equivalent word is Lingam for his lingam. penis, which I think is nice. L i n g a m. Lingam and a Yoni. I lingam think that's a nice, yoni. and it's honoring, it which I like. So um, every time you have sex before you're ready, or sex the way you don't want it, or it doesn't go well for you, or you struggle to achieve climax or any satisfaction, your yoni gets a little chip on her shoulder. She gets a little uh, in her chin. And so what we need to do is we need to honor our yoni. We need to listen to her. She is wise. She is our protector. She is the seat of our passion, our creativity, our power, our intuition. And the more that we love her and we let her have her way... (laughs) (laughs) And and so in the bedroom, I often think, and this isn't to the exclusion of men's pleasure in any way, but if Yoni is happy, you know how they say, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If Yoni ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) So Yoni is our girl. She comes first. We, we listen to what Yoni needs and we give Yoni what she needs. And what Yoni needs in the arousal department is a lot of long, slow warm-up with lots and lots and lots of blood flow. Yeah. She needs a full-body massage. She needs a yoni massage. She needs lovely pleasuring way before anything enters her. Yeah. She needs to decide when something enters her. And she wants, she, yoni needs to want it before it happens. And so if we could all just slow the heck down and let Yoni talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine an opera singer just busting out. <laughs> <Ooh>! <laughs> yeah. So I think that for arousal, we need to demand, insist on the time required for us to get into our turn-on. And then arousal, the body-based turn-on, that we think about as libido. A lot of people think their libido has gone missing. No, it's just that your yoni has such a chip on her shoulder that she can't even re- think about having sex because it's been so crappy for her. Right. <laughs> so we got to give yoni good sex so we get a libido back. we got to slow down our arousal and let ourselves get aroused so we get a libido back. It's true. It's a cycle. It's not one or the other. It feeds into the the other. They are a Venn diagram of three interlocking rings. That's the Olympic gold medal pleasuring. (laughs) The Yoni Olympic medal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then um, for libido, there are some botanicals and things that I like. You know how... You know how women often think, okay, I don't have a libido, it's got to be my hormones? Yeah. 
Well, that is part of it. Certainly. We have to have our estrogen topped off. We have to have a good commensurate amount of testosterone. We've got to have our pregnenolone. We've got to have our progesterone. We've got to have good thyroid. We've got to have a decent cortisol level. We've got to have all of those things working in symphony. And I know that you have episodes on hormonal balance. It's true. I'll put some in the show notes if people want to learn more. Great idea. We don't need to go into that, but that's only one part of it. Did you know that just as our hormones drop off a cliff starting in perimenopause and beyond, that our nitric oxide levels do the same? Mm, I believe it. So one of the issues is that we have this thing called a CGMP pathway. It can't get enough nitric oxide combustion. And the nitric oxide is what relaxes our blood vessels to let the blood flow into our heart our brain, our fingers, our toes, and into yoni. And when we're not getting enough blood flow from stimulation and from a loss of nitric oxide, we don't feel the level of sensation we used to. A lot of women begin to struggle to achieve the pleasure they used to have when they were younger, in big part because of loss of nitric oxide production. So taking nitric oxide supplements is a very, very smart thing to do. The second thing is libido botanicals. And there are a couple of really good things. Maca, cacao, fenugreek, tribulus terrestris, and toncat ali. Those and any kind of mm, polyphenols generally, just like your blueberries, your bright foods are all very good, but those five are the big five in the libido world. Like every morning in my smoothie, in go those ingredients. I really like them a lot. And um, they will help with, the nitric oxide will help with blood flow. And then all of those other botanicals help with both blood flow as well as with actual libido, desire, arousal. They help with that. So um, if you want to work on your libido, those are good as well as self-care in the form of self-pleasuring. Because the more, it, your sexual, sexual function is very use it or lose it. Your genitals atrophy as you age. And the bummer, oh, Lauren, you want to hear the biggest bummer about aging in the sexual space? So as we age as women, our vaginal tissue shrinks, which means we actually, our vaginal canals get bigger. So we get what's called laxity. We get incontinence and we get difficulty achieving satisfying sex. We lose our grip strength, if you will, as well as our orgasmic sensation due to atrophy and loss of blood flow. Our male-bodied partners, their penis shrinks. As they atrophy, their penis shrinks. So you're, you're getting bigger while he's getting smaller. Dang, just girl. like the <laughs> cruelest cut ever. You thought wrinkles were bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about the penis. That's interesting. Yeah. So what I recommend are a couple of different um, treatments and procedures and techniques. For women, there's the, and I, I always like to go with kind of like the budget and then the, you know, kind of like mid-range and then the deluxe and then the ultra-luxury. Yeah. So let me do that for you. Here's the stack, if you will, the biohacking, sexual biohacking stack. Brilliant. The, the budget is have your partner give you genital massages three to five times 
a week and self-pleasure with a device of some kind of high-quality sex toy that goes intravaginally. That gets stimulation, tissue, blood, touch, pleasure, which keeps everything working. So that's budget. That's like $200 for a very nice internal vibrator. And I like the um, pulsators from Fun Factory. They um, do more than just vibrate. They actually slide a little, and that gives that vaginal area some stimulation. Um, the second level up is uh, the V-Fit Plus from Joy Lux, which is um, intravaginal device with a low-level laser light therapy, so red laser with some vibration for Kegel toning and some warmth for um, collagen production of the vaginal mucosa. Interesting. And, oh, my God, Lauren. It's like a vagina gym. It's a vagina gym, and it feels (laughs) so good. That warmth (laughs) and the red light. I'm a a red light lover. I literally will sit in bed with my Capillus laser cap on, bombing my hair follicles because I I actually, this, uh, I wear a little um, hair piece because my hair is very fine and thin. And um, I'll have my V-fit in my vagina and my Capillus cap on, and I'll be watching Big Little Lies or whatever. (laughs) And my husband, Sir Tim, is sitting there using his vacuum erection device, which I'll get into in a minute. And we're just self-caring away. Self-caring away. He's keeping it real. It's a beautiful it, thing. Keeping it going. Good old mom and dad with the bomber genitals. So that's the next step up is a V-Fit Plus. You can do it yourself. It's a one-time investment. It's $4.99. And you can do it every other day for 12 minutes. You'll be like, only every other day. I want to do it every day. It feels so good. <laughs> And then the next step up from that is the, you go to, um, a doctor for, um, outpatient lunchtime procedures, such as CO2 lasers or RF devices, such as the Femi lift, the V lift, the Mona Lisa touch, the, the, uh, uh, the V, V I V E V E. That's the RF one. I'm currently, uh, my assistant is currently calling around both in San Diego and San Francisco to all the places that offer these technologies and getting the prices for me and making cool. me a spreadsheet. Which I'm yeah, let me know. So I can I will, it's, that's I awesome. will totally share that with you because the prices are all over the map, so you've got right. to shop around. It's true. The intravaginal RF device does subcutaneous micro damage to the vaginal mucosa and that recollagenates and brings in the healing factors that thicken that tissue up that happens from estrogen loss. That's why we get painful sex, which is what women struggle with in perimenopause and beyond. So the intravaginal device combined with, and this is, this is your luxury, not your ultra luxury. Your luxury is get an O shot or orgasm shot which is PRP, platelet-rich plasma, taken, I know you know this, Lauren, uh-huh. taken from your blood, centrifuged, and take the golden broth, the PRP, re-injected into the clitoral structure. All that spongy tissue sucks that PRP up, and it regenerates the clitoral t- tissue, the, the urethral tissue, and even the perineal tissue. It can help re um, reinvigorate all of the all, all of the tissue that holds up the uterus that keep your organs from prolapsing holds up your bladder so it doesn't start to sink down in and you get incontinence so prp with these intravaginal devices is wonderful if you want to do external labial 
tightening and recollagenate that. You can do that with RF devices, such as um, the Femi Wave and um, Revive by Viora. That actually tightens all the labial tissue as it starts to sag as you age. Another cruel cut for womankind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that. That's kind of more of a... Um, that goes straight to pleasure and how it looks, how your vagina looks. Um, and then if you want the ultra luxury, the rich and famous, lifestyles of the rich and famous, instead of the PRP or along with the PRP, you can do stem cells. Gotcha. So you can do exosomes, mesenchymal stem cells into the clitoral and urethral structures. So you've got Absolutely. a urogenital rejuvenate, you know, rejuvenating series of things that can be stacked. And you can clone your vagina after that, right? That's the ultra luxury. (laughs) Just have have your own little twin. So um, the clitoral, the the shots into the clit, that sounds very painful. It doesn't hurt at all. Really? No, because they put lidocaine on it and so you don't feel a thing. Honestly, the ice they use to numb the area before they put the needle in is more annoying than the needle. You don't even feel it. Gotcha. It's easy peasy. And what you know, who does it is, um, say again. What about the intravaginal ones? Are those painful? Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Um, it hurts and it does damage and your vagina weeps from the subcutaneous <laughs> burns for, you know, it takes 10 days to really recover from it. And with the CO2s, mm. they're multi-pass. So you have to go three, four, five times. The reason I want to go do the Viviv RF one is because I've heard it's a one pass and I want to see how that is and, you know, right. how that compares to the level. But, you know, what do we do for pain? We do so many things that cause us pain, like fraxels and Botox. How many times does this need to be done? Does it last forever or do you have to do it like every few years? It's, it, you got to keep tuning up over the years, yeah, because mm. you continue to atrophy. So if you're having any kind of intravaginal painful sex or right. laxity or incontinence, it'll... If you do the CO2, it's multi-pass, like I said, with the RF. They say it's a single pass. So because I haven't tried that one yet, I don't know. But I always do all these things to myself because I'm a sexual biohacker. Right. <laughs> um, and they really work. I mean, you really notice a difference. It took me three O shots. I was 55 when I got my first one and 50, almost 57 by the time I got my third one. Uh-huh. And the, by the time I got the third one, it really brought me back. I did not realize how much sensation loss I had had, but I felt like I was having 35 year old orgasms again. Only when I was 35, I could only have an orgasm in one way. Uh-huh. And uh, I never was able to have orgasms from penetration until I learned how. And that's the thing. Women think they're broken. They think, oh, I'm, I just can't do that. I I'm just not that kind of person that can have an orgasm from intercourse. That's just not, you know, unfortunately not me. I can only do it this way. Right. And that is not at all the truth. They are learned skills. Um, you know what an orgasm looks like on a chart where you go up, 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 you're riding up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain, up the mountain, and then you hit the top and you have the orgasm and then the line goes back down. Yeah. That old kind of McKinsey, uh, that old Kinsey masters and Johnson, you know, style of orgasm. That's the patriarchal view. Mm -hmm. The matriarchal view of orgasm is we go up into an orgasm and then we ride that moment of orgasm like we're surfing we get up onto the wave and we're in the wave and the energy of that wave is carrying us forward and so instead of that moment of climax 
going up and then falling off a cliff. You get up to the moment of climax and then you stretch that moment of climax out and ride that orgasmic wave for a very long time and take a break because it's always a toggling of the sympathetic and the ner- and the parasympathetic nervous systems to achieve maximum pleasure. Right. You want to take yourself up and ride that wave, take a little break, take yourself up to a higher wave, ride that wave, give yourself a little break, go up again, ride that even longer. Think about multiple expanding stacking orgasms. That's just one example of the feminine orgasmic potential that is 99.99% untapped because people don't even know it's available. I call myself an orgasmonaut. Like I'm an astronaut. I go out into the dark recesses of orgasmic potential and I come back and I go, hey, look, this is what it looks like and you can do it too. And here's how you do it. So those are just some examples of female orgasmic pleasure. I love that. And, and circling it back to sexual health, I mean, there are health benefits of orgasms. Can you, can we finish on that? Yeah. So the health benefits for orgasms are number one, it reboots your nervous system so that you can calm your nerves. The most stressed out women need to have the most orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anybody who's high strung really needs to learn how to get into their orgasmic zone. Um, The second thing that it does is that it's this circulatory event that pushes all the blood out to your peripheral regions, including your nether regions, right? Your genitals. And you need that to keep the blood really pumping out to the edges of your body so you don't get neuropathies and heavy leg syndrome and restless leg syndrome and tingling fingers and toes and little white spots on your nose and all that stuff. You know, your <laughs> nose has erectile tissue. It needs blood flow into There's, it. Are there nose orgasms? I'm just kidding. Probably. Uh, you, you go have some and tell me. I bet you can I'll be the some. nose orgasm astronaut and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could do it. (laughs) Um, So those are two things. The third thing is oxytocin generation. The fourth thing is heart math, heart connection. Um, The fifth thing is an orgasmic meditative state. So you're in theta. The theta brainwave state is the state of meditation and orgasm. Mm. And that is extremely calming to your brain. So um, those are just some of the health benefits of orgasm. There are, I should probably make a list of the 15 health benefits of orgasm. (laughs) It's a good good idea. I think I will. Actually, it is a good idea. (laughs) You're my muse today, Lauren. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. That's uh, fascinating that it gets you into a theta um, brain wave state. I didn't know that. It's cool. Well, I am um, so grateful for you coming on the show and sharing your expertise, sharing about your experiences and helping so many couples and women and men with a sensitive area of their, of their life. So, um, it's wonderful. Thank you for all of the work that you do and for spending your time with us. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends and please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. 
Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon.